0: Oh, hello girlfriends. Welcome back to episode seven of Shameless Ambition, the podcast. I'm Lindsay Dalen. I'm Justine Eno. And this week we are talking about skill sets for ambitious women. These are things that we believe to be crucial for women to achieve their dreams. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the tools they need in their toolbox.
0: Exactly. All of the things that we've, you know, worked to hone our craft over the years. We've put time and effort into learning them and just growing them and evolving them. And just all of the things that we know have served us in making all of our dreams come true.
1: Yeah. I mean, like we've said this so many times too, one recipe doesn't fit all. So obviously these are things that have helped us in our ambitious goals and our career paths. Um, but yeah, I think that uh, at least some of the stuff I came up with, um, I think is just universal in like growing as a person totally. too and just, um, yeah, to
0: better ourselves and to always keep growing. Well, I think that's one of the best things that we can do for ourselves just in life in general is have a, you know, mindset of lifelong learning and yeah. an openness to continuing to grow and evolve and just... Yeah, become a little bit better every single day. Yeah, I wake up with a. I I read a quote once and it was like,
1: basically, can you just be better than you were yesterday? That simple. So, Mm -hmm. and even if you weren't bad yesterday, if you had a wicked day yesterday, it's just how can you do better today? Or how can you improve on yesterday today? And always keep growing and we should never stop. I don't
0: think that, I know we've said this countless times, but I don't think we should ever stop growing. I completely um, agree, girlfriend. And I know we made separate notes here. I'm looking at them. (laughs) They're separate but similar. And so I would love for you to kick us off with, you know, one of the, the skill sets that you believe ambitious women should have. Yeah. um, It's first on my list, but effective communication. And again, we've talked about this a little
1: bit in certain areas in different regards, but this is huge when you're growing your career and to be able to have effective communication for your team, for your other working professionals with you, um, when you're going into business meetings, just so effective communication with yourself, like your mind talk, it's, it's a whole round, rounded thing that I think um, you
0: need to do. Yeah. Well, and it's just such a, you know, courtesy to be able to extend to the people that you're with and the people you're trying to communicate with to be conscious of the fact that you are trying to communicate something and you are trying to help them understand and you are trying to be heard and you might have to try a multitude of different ways or streams of communication before you find what clicks with you and a certain person but it's just that's how you move ideas forward yeah and each person you communicate will be different Mm -hmm. and that's
1: obviously you have to reflect on that person and see how they communicate the best and how you can meet them somewhere and have that effective communication so it's not going to work the same way I communicate with Lindsay, I don't communicate with certain other people because it just doesn't work for them. So um, you definitely do have to find that, I think, with certain people, like, their own groove of how you do communicate. But I think how you communicate as a person, um, being, like, really clear and concise, I yeah. think, especially when we're talking of the road of ambition, Um you have to be really clear and concise with where you're going. You don't wanna waste people's time, especially if you're really um, swinging for the fences with like having big conversations with big people on your your career path. You wanna make sure that when you have the time to sit with them and when they take the time out of their schedules to sit with you, that you're not wasting their time with like lots of filler. You need to have that
0: effective communication to get to the point to be concise and clear. I love that you brought that up because I think that's one of the, you know, best things we can do is make effective use of our time. And Mm -hmm. when you have somebody in front of you that you are trying to move forward with and create a future with and, you know, potentially do business with or bring an idea to fruition with, you need to be able to get that idea across to them and communicate yeah. in a way so that they understand and you don't want to waste that time with a bunch of filler or expecting them to guess or read between the lines yeah like, and again we're not talking about like a friendship conversation because like, yeah. they're
1: very different totally right? because of course friendship conversations will have all the filler that's where the fun stuff is but exactly. in those business building career networking conversations you I mean uh, there's time for friendship outside of it but when you're in that business moment in that In that um, lane, you need to be really to the point about it for sure. I think, anyway. Well, and
0: I think this whole conversation leads into one of the skill sets that I value the most, and that's sales skills. And effective communication is crucial for effective sales. And so, being able to sit down and get to the point with people and make effective use of their time is such a just high display of respect for the fact that you are. You see them, you value their time, and you are there to get down to business and get to the point. Well, if you think about it, on
1: average, any professional in most
0: careers makes
1: $100 an hour. So if someone is taking the time out of their day to sit with you, to help you, mentor you, or anything like that, essentially you are taking $100 out of their pocket if you're not paying them. Like if, you know, they're sitting with you or you're at a networking event or something like that. That's how I always try to value someone's time. Mm -hmm. You look at even, um, you go to like aesthetics, you're around that same price. Like anyone in any profession that's selling themselves or their skill set is around that $80 to $100 mark an hour, if not more. Um, so you really have to value people's time it's not free um, people especially when you're in those settings people have to work on integration because when you're trying to swing for the fences as Lindsay says integration. <laughs> I see balance but it's okay <laughs> but anyway but you do you have to really value that person's time and they will see that
0: um, that you value their time and then they'll value your time and then it works out but yeah. people appreciate it so much they it, you don't have to be embarrassed or ashamed of just getting down to why you're there to begin with and just yeah. laying your cards out on the table and saying hey this is why i'm here what do you think um and, and then just listen and give them space to absorb what you've just presented to them but they just appreciate effective use of their day yeah. because they have you know so many other things on their to-do list too that and so this kind of leads in you just it, leads in so
1: well to constructive Mm -hmm. feedback like you have to be able to take that really well when you're sitting in those conversations especially if you've asked for that conversation so it's one thing to get like the candid feedback that you're like I didn't ask for it right you (laughs) you know it was like in passing and someone's like hey Justine i seen your podcast like you need to blah 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 and I'm like cool cool, have a great day you know but it's if you're sitting there asking for the advice or um, mentorship or something like that Is Even if you don't agree with what that person is saying, maybe, you know, you need to respectfully receive that um, because you are asking for it. You're asking for their opinion. Um, So try your best to never get defensive about it because you are sitting there, you know, trying
0: to have that. So
1: or get their advice.
0: Well, the purpose is to grow and you don't know what you don't know. We've said that a lot. And when somebody is in a position to provide that feedback or that opportunity for growth, that's the important mindset there is to take it as a learning lesson and an opportunity to grow. And, you know, the same goes for when maybe you're having a tough situation in A professional situation where maybe a client is upset with you or you've run into a a roadblock that you weren't expecting and now you're in problem solving mode you have to be able to you just take it on the chin have a thick skin and look at it as an opportunity to learn and grow so like that resilience that ability to to get through the tough moments is such an important quality to have. Angela Ditch at Shameless, right before she spoke, or maybe it was right after, I don't know, we
1: were talking to her, and she uh, gave me this little tip about scrunching your toes. And Mm. it was was to deal with nervousness about, you know, public speaking and those sorts of things. But I've actually used that to curb my emotions hard in certain situations where I really just needed to, like, take my focus out of my you know, brain and my emotional brain and to not react and just like really squeeze my toes. And I'll always think of Angela being like, <laughs> 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 breathe, Justine, breathe. But, um, yeah, you do, you definitely need to be able to have the right mindset going into those conversations that you're like, okay, I got this. I'm ready to receive, you know, whatever they have mm-hmm. to say and it'll be okay. Like I'm going to take it away and go sit with it and yeah, deal with it.
0: Well, just like that higher level of consciousness, right. To be able yeah. to take yourself out of the what's actually happening in front of you, and look at it from a bigger perspective. Put yourself in their shoes. Um, try and think the way that they think. Just give the space to the conversation and why it was a tough one. Or And they would be really doing you a disservice if like, you asked them for
1: advice, mm-hmm. and then they didn't give you advice on something they seen you could take advice on. Like, totally. Totally. You know, I don't I don't know. So yeah, you definitely effective communication and being able to like receive the conversations, I think is absolutely huge. um, When you're growing your career and going on that ambitious journey for
0: sure. Yeah. And, you know, like I kind of led into earlier with the sales skills is being able to communicate your value, your offer, your products, your services, the benefits, the features, what you bring to the table. And that all comes down to effective communication and knowing Your product, knowing your client, knowing how to sell yourself. And I truly believe that no matter what your goals are, what your ambitious goals are, there is an element of sales attached to that. You have to be able to sell yourself and your ideas and your dreams and your concepts in order to get people on board with you. But I know sometimes sales feels icky for people and it makes me sad. I think you have to be really confident confident in what you're selling, whether
1: it's yourself or a product or whatever that is, when you go into that pitch, you're like, I have to be so confident mm-hmm. in whatever I'm selling that like, I know, like, totally. I know in my gut. And I think that's where the ickiness in sales comes. Mm-hmm. And so bear with me. So uh, I think I'm that the ickiness comes from like, and I'm sorry, because this is cliche, but like the sales, the used car sales, For guy, sure. right? Yeah. So he might not be passionate about that used toy toyota corolla right out in the parking lot so it does feel icky because they are almost trying to like force a sale on you because they don't necessarily believe in the passion of their product however maybe you go to like a lamborghini dealership and i'm sure they believe in their product and you're going to get a much different experience from that salesperson. Absolutely. So I think that the ickiness comes from like the door knockers or the people in the mall that are like constantly trying to shove you cards as you walk by <laughs> and like, you know, and you're just like, ah, like get, you know, that's, I think where the stigma comes from. And then I think to go deeper in that is like, people don't have the passion behind it to like really sell the product in like an authentic way like a commercial it just seems like you're like get out of here well honestly girlfriend
0: you literally just nailed it that's exactly where the sales stigma comes from and that's what I feel like I've been battling against the last (laughs) four years since I created Elbel sales Co is that I want women to have confidence in what they sell I want them to be passionate about about what they sell and if they're confident and passionate and present their offers in a natural, authentic way, they should never feel salesy or icky. Yeah. And about, to the right people. And to the right people. Yeah. Exactly. If you're you selling don't, to
1: your audience, you're fine.
0: If you don't it, have to sell to everybody. No. And if you're not selling
1: to your audience, it might feel icky because you're pushing. Exactly. Like on, on someone you shouldn't necessarily be selling to.
0: So it's just knowing, knowing those things and being so confident in it. Yeah, I totally agree. And it just like when you let go of that sales stigma and you're really passionate about what you sell and you can easily be confident about it, it honestly is just the most exhilarating part of being an ambitious woman is closing deals, girlfriends, and moving the needle and creating partnerships. And like when you can get people on board with what you're doing, it's, ah, oh, it's so fulfilling. I think it also
1: helps take the re- rejections a lot easier too when you're confident and passionate about what you're selling because you're still confident in it you can still walk away being like no I know it's value it's okay you're missing out you know maybe I'll get you next year or something you know and and that's okay like but if you're really confident in it of course it's still gonna sting don't get me wrong like Mm -hmm. any sort of rejection is not great um (laughs) but I think to be able to sit in that confidence with it after you know you get in your car and you're like okay you can be like no no I believe in this or I believe in this product I believe in myself and I know and if you have that confidence
0: it just makes it a little bit easier to come over those things oh for sure like I think about (laughs) when I started selling sponsorships for shameless ambition the conference and the amount of doors I knocked on packages I delivered emails I sent like I experienced what I would call power rejection in amount of like in a span of about two weeks and I mean I was expecting it because obviously you can't win them all yeah. so I completely understand how sales numbers work and shoot for the moon. <laughs> shoot for the moon that's right and I mean the partnerships that I won were tremendous and exhilarating and such an honor to have earned that business but you know, obviously I had to present the concept to a lot of people in order to make that happen. And so the rejection during that time was just, wow. I had to uh, tap into a certain mindset that I hadn't experienced in a lot of years. But yeah. again, that just comes but back you to... in it. I, exactly, you the resilience. It. You knew what it was going to be. Exactly, yeah. the resilience of coming home and sitting confidently in my passion and knowing what I was about to deliver to the world. And so it just... Yeah, I have that on my list too, that word, resilience. Resilience is Huge. such an important skill set for an mm-hmm. ambitious woman. you got to get through the tough stuff.
1: I think that... Um, i'll fill you in on a podcast in the future here coming up but um it's been a yeah up and down go these last couple of weeks for me and and resilience has been huge um huge of just like really having the mindset of like if today's super shitty you got tomorrow hopefully you know and like it's okay we're gonna get through today and I'm gonna just put on a better face and try better tomorrow and move through it but it is that resilience of like continuing to pick yourself up and get out of bed and get ready and make your bed and you know just to do
0: those things and constantly even when you don't feel like it you have to you have to make that choice yeah. every single day you to have get to be up. resilient you have to be resilient and you and I have talked lots about this like when you're you just feel like you can't, and the whole world just feels like it's exploding. It just, maybe you can take one day. Take one day, girlfriend. Yeah. Have your down day. You know, watch VPR all day. It's all good. They'll swallow you up. Yeah. And uh, and you're, then all of a sudden your shit, like, feels like
1: <laughs> That's right, yeah, exactly. it's, it's super humbling. Puts sure.
0: everything into yeah. perspective. But, and then the next day you get back up, you wake up, you kick ass, you yeah. be kind and repeat. I know. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, it is, right?
1: We all get into those things, but reminding yourself it will pass. And I I tell my eight-year-old daughter this all the time. And um, you have to think back as an adult. Um, You think back even in like financial troubles or really heavy situations as you get older as an adult. And when you're in them, they feel world-ending. They feel like you're like, no, this is it. This is like, how can we ever get past this? But you do. And you, you come out the other side and it may be really rough, it might be a, a couple months, it might be a couple weeks, couple days, doesn't but you always come through on the other side. You make it through. So when you're in those moments, you have to remind yourself, I will make it through. I will make it through and I
0: will be looking back on this one day. Totally. And I will do the things that support me making it through. Yeah. So in order to make it through, you have to make an active choice to do what you got to do like maybe you need to just get some rest for a while maybe you need to take charge of your health maybe you need to change what you're feeding your mind every single day maybe you need to change who you're hanging out with yeah. but you make that choice every single day to decide that you want to be this person mm-hmm. and you want to get through whatever's going on at that time
1: yeah it'll pass
0: it will pass that's always. right
1: it will always pass and i think that's like such a simple concept but it's so true i it does it passes in in one form or another it will pass and then you'll have your next hurdle
0: exactly (laughs) right things will be going like really good for a couple weeks and then you're like oh okay cool well you just yeah, exactly and life just throws stuff at us right it just we have no idea what each day is going to bring so you know in the words of the challenge you got to stay ready so you don't have to get ready and if you're just always anticipating that each new day looks totally different and you could be faced with something totally different then it's not such a surprise when it happens and I think like this is a loaded one and I I won't go
1: too in depth but not having let me explain but not having having expectations so I think you should always have expectations on yourself of like how you should show up as you and for sure you know obviously like your common expectations of like your partner shows up your kids blah 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 I mean expectations in like this is going to work out or this is not going to work out or just like having those preset expectations on like, oh, things have been going so well, something shitty is going to happen. Just to like, just let it go. Just Mm -hmm. like literally be like, okay, this is the next thing. I will work through it. We'll move on. But it's just not really like, laying so many expectations on yourself of a situation because I feel like they're harder to work through or we're easily disappointed when we have like a high expectation of something if that makes sense yeah no I don't I know f- if I articulated that I feel well you, girlfriend. Like, my brain,
0: I but. think that it's important that we're cautious of the expectations that we do set for ourselves yeah. because we do only have so much time in a day we do have so many other things and priorities that call attention and yeah. you know demand to be prioritized in our life and you got it that's what <laughs> I was, yeah i was just like sometimes you have to like let something
1: go totally because your kids need something exactly or that's where Lindsay likes integration because mm-hmm. if you refer to that as balance your scale would just fall apart but yes integration you flow like that well
0: and that's exactly what works for me is yeah. that I can have days where I am pedal to the metal with meetings all day and I just have thing after thing after thing but if a call if a kid calls sick from school I'm just gonna figure that out and maybe reschedule some things or reprioritize but I don't ever let it you know shock my day to the point of now I just feel totally derailed and it's just it is what it is I'm a mom I got little kids and I have big dreams at the same time so I can only do what I can do With each day as it comes to me.
1: Yeah. I found so much so too in surrounding yourself in that like ambitious women circle. (laughs) They so get it. So like lots of times too, if you have something planned with someone and you're like, you know, I, I, my kids are sick or whatever it is, they're like, okay, you know, because they've been there, right? So I think that's also nice and relatable when we're talking amongst fellow moms and I think
0: honestly, society in general has just shifted, especially in the last few years. And it's just the case that everybody can work remotely in such a fresh capacity. (laughs) Everybody understands (laughs) exactly how to do it. And, you know, years and years ago, I just would have made different decisions, but I'm designing my life and my career in a way that that's the expectation. And so it doesn't really matter who it is or what it is. If my kids need me, they're going to come first. And yeah. it's just, that's just totally. the case. And so I rest easy in the fact that like, I'm not going to feel stressed out about this. If this person or this client is upset that I had to move this because my kids are sick. Totally. Too bad. Yeah. You know? like, yeah.
1: And then just giving the grace back always too, right? Yeah. If you're the client that gets of canceled Of course. It, Absolutely. you got to always be there and support each other and other women's resiliency, right? Mm-hmm. Like we have to support that of being like, We're all going through it and like you said it on a, I don't even remember what podcast, but you did. I remember you saying it of like everyone has a story and we don't know what they're going through on that particular day too, right? So it's just understanding that we're all living this life Mm -hmm. and it's not easy on anybody as much as it may look like it from social media or what from afar or your assumptions. Assumptions, Like it's, it's no one has an easy life. Someone, they always, everyone has something that they're working through or have been through and So we just have to go
0: into it with, like, that mindset of, like, okay. Yeah. You know? Well, and this kind of leads into one of the additional qualities – you know, essential skill sets that I think ambitious women should incorporate into their life. And that's time management skills, mm-hmm. really taking control of oh, your calendar. Oh, do you? Nice. <laughs> Literally. Um, it's like, look, time management number yay. five. <laughs> um, just taking control of your calendar and your day and having that visually in front of you at all times and just really being able to prioritize and lay things out. Like I actually love looking at my calendar even though it's oh, super yeah. full and sometimes it makes my eyes twitch, but oh uh, well, it like it's mm-hmm. time blocked beautifully and I just know what my days, you know, how, where I can fit things in and where I have last minute time and
1: what i love podcast. doing my calendar. It's like, oh, it's like my it's...
0: favorite time of the month when it's like I did it last night.
1: Lynn's nice. actually yeah. came over to grab the girls for gymnastics and I had like all my calendars laid out. She's like, "Oh, planning your month." I'm yeah. like, <laughs> yes. But no, it is. I think it's so key and it's actually um not only key for me in my life as well but it's key for my family. Mm-hmm. Um so my daughter my oldest daughter is reading level so she can read the calendar so yeah. she does know what's going on and my skills are transferring to her. She's made a calendar for her school and she like writes one out every week. It oh, nice. it helps my husband tremendously. Um of like where do the kids need to be? What's on today? Do we have a babysitter today? Like or just any of those things. So I think that again that kind of ties in with good communication as well but time management is huge and um like you said where you can squeeze stuff in where you can move stuff around not forgetting things like we're uh, we all do it like we all do it so all all good girlfriend like we've done it we've been there um but try not to Mm -hmm. right obviously um so being really keen on your schedules and honestly i'm bad for this but we all have one on our phone (laughs) Oh, I use the heck out of my calendar. I'm a paper on my person. You, I
0: know you're a paper so person. So I like, carry around an agenda like a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one day we'll get you converted. No, I have like into a pencil the case. 21st and, century here. Um, but yeah, I mean, we should. I've tried.
1: I've tried. <laughs> I've tried. So I have like half calendars in my phone. But it is. It, even if it's like you're at a doctor's appointment, just put it in your phone so you can remember to put it on your paper calendar later. You right, know, like exactly. whatever it is, we do have the tools. This day and age to definitely um time manage and then respect the people's time too When For you sure. have like because if you miss someone's meeting you better pay them also <laughs> I'm just <laughs> like yeah, I do yeah. I any meeting I miss I offer to pay yes. the fee because I'm like sorry guys like that was my bad and they could have taken another client and right. made money and like that's
0: very courteous of you
1: that's my I that was from my dad that was like a Ground in lesson. And early is 15 minutes early. Right. Or sorry, on time is 15 minutes early. 15 minutes early. Yeah. Oh, girlfriend. Anything after that, you're late.
0: (laughs) I pride myself on my reliability for appointments and meetings. And if I say I'm going to be somewhere, I am 98% of the time there. And... Which is why I love having my calendar on my phone because everything's always (laughs) at my fingertips. And if somebody invites me to something, I can check. It's right there. Um, And Mike and I have a shared calendar Mm -hmm. on our Mm -hmm. phone. So anytime we put something in the family calendar, that's because we both need to know about it. We get the notification right away. And Mm -hmm. it just really helps us for just setting up the week and kind of designing our life. Tyler's Android, so we can't do a shared calendar. It has to be through, like, Teams. Teams (laughs) teams
1: <laughs> then like all the work people can see my calendar
0: right no thank you that. no
1: um but yeah so that is time management is huge whether i mean at any point in your life i yeah. think that time management i'm so time management i make like a to do list for myself every day
0: yeah i know you do you just cruise through notebooks like nobody's business but
1: i i i need to and i actually when i wake up in the morning if i don't have a to do list i'll make it right away but i actually don't feel productive in my day <laughs> Unless I have a to-do list Mm. because I'll like cruise through my day. I do, you know, put my typical things that I do every day on it. But as I'm going through my day, if something comes up, I'll just quickly add it to my list. And I honestly don't usually forget things. No, for you're actually fun.
0: incredible at, like, if you say you're going to email somebody, you do it right away. If yeah. you say you're going to call somebody, but you do it But it's my to-do right do right list, yeah. you know?
1: And then, like, if I didn't do something that day, I can just look and carry it over to the next day. and like like, watering my plants. I didn't mm-hmm. do it yesterday, so I got to do it today. But <laughs> I just, I don't forget things. So yeah. I'm just, I'm very much time management list person but
0: well yeah. i think it's honestly the only way to just stay on top of our busy lives yeah. is to take control of our schedules and really lay out our priorities and whether that's your workouts or date night or just time to yourself Setting whatever yourself that looks for like success
1: really yeah. and like to like get the most use of your time mm-hmm. so you have more time to work or with your
0: family or to work out or wherever you're finding that you need a little bit more time Well, and I love actually even thinking past just a week, but thinking in blocks of like a month and where it's like, okay, what am I going to focus on this month as far as just my energy levels, my productivity, my output, where do I need to prioritize my time? But then I plan ahead for months like December, like December, I am deliberately planning to rein things in a little bit so that I can just spend time with my family well, and they have break and all the things exactly right? and yeah. just support the spirit of the holiday season and just really lean into the fact that man I've kicked some butt this year and it's yeah. time to just soak it up and enjoy well and I think that's a good point when you plan out your month in
1: advance too, you can kind of see like oh crap this week's heavy this weekend's heavy maybe I should like leave this weekend open because I see how heavy and hectic everywhere else is I know I'm gonna need rest so that like really setting yourself up for success and like, being able yeah, yeah being able to see it as like a full and again managing those expectations of being like yeah I could black out this whole calendar with events and get social things and work and whatever but like can I really like will I be my best self if I really am doing
0: all of that so, well and just because the time is open in your calendar doesn't mean you have to fill it yeah you why do we always like, feel like that
1: hey exactly and it's like I feel like that's a this generation kind of day and age problem Mm -hmm. is we don't know what to do with empty time Mm -hmm. we always feel like we need to fill it i'm bad for it in my house like if i can't i feel like i can't just sit and like hang if i see like something dirty right or i'm like oh i should get up and clean it
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah no honestly i actually really enjoy just saying no to things prioritizing what matters to me and my family and just focusing on my own goals because it's like there's a lot of things i could do but deciding what would be the best use of my time is really the ultimate goal to ensure that i'm continuously moving in the right direction because otherwise it can be so easy to get derailed into like other people's stuff and in lanes that aren't necessarily serving the direction that i want to be in totally yeah so i think that time management skills are just so you don't have to say yes to Important. everything. No, you don't.
1: You definitely don't. No so. is
0: a power word. It's one of my favorite yeah. power words. Ever. And
1: and it doesn't have to have
0: like no as an answer. Mhm. I've said this to Arya a lot <laughs> in different
1: re- like yeah. you know in all regards though but like no is an answer. Mm-hmm. There's no explanation needed after it. No is an answer in itself.
0: So exactly. It doesn't need
1: anything else around it. Just no and or no thank you no think that's a little more polite I guess (laughs) if you're in a business setting maybe no
0: thank you but yeah and no shame or guilt like you don't have to explain your reasoning to anyone and I think that the more you say no and you own it the more authentic it feels and you show up too exactly and yeah when you do show up you show up in a much more present version of yourself because you truly want yeah. to be there it's and
1: it looks a lot better just to say no thank you versus okay and then not show
0: <laughs> i totally agree. you know so just yeah. like
1: it, even if it feels a little awkward to say no thank you it'll be more awkward to cancel remember that
0: well and even to things like opportunities right like you don't have to take every single opportunity that is presented to you you can very graciously decline for whatever reason you feel like you might need to decline but if it doesn't feel right i'd say not for right now not for right now whatever the case may be but i think sometimes when we're on this journey of growth we tend to think that every opportunity is a great opportunity and sometimes they're really not maybe they just don't yeah. align with where you're at i think moment. that's it it right. has
1: to i think it really does have to align with where you're heading yeah right so like if we got a call to like go speak at like the sbca pet something like i don't know like <laughs> i i mean <laughs> i love puppies and kitties but you know what i mean like that's not we're not like selling to ambitious animals right so it, like, I don't know that's all that popped on my head but like you do you have to be in the right wheelhouse right yeah of like or else one it's not gonna be received probably very well so like is that gonna be weird for you or are you gonna get a weird vibe after leaving if it's not
0: well for you sure know, like, like it's yeah you it just feel awkward yeah and so just
1: make sure it's aligned with exactly. what you're doing and then if it is and it works for your time
0: then obviously jump on the opportunity but yeah I think so much of it just comes down to being able to really just step outside of things for a few minutes and decide what is right for you and what does align with your goals. And a lot of that comes down to knowing what your goals are. Isn't that hard? It's so hard. (laughs) And especially when there's so many things that are just like bright and shiny and sparkly and exciting and you just want to do all the things. But I feel like understanding how to have patience with yourself in achieving these goals is is how you figure out where to spend your time if yeah that makes sense so my husband and I do vision boards every New Year's
1: Eve that's like our tradition on his birthday well yeah he doesn't like to go out for yeah. his birthday anymore so that's fine we stay in with the kids and make vision boards <laughs> um I highly recommend it when we're talking about goals um I, for me I'm a like a short-term planner so honestly for me to look five years ahead seems too far for me sometimes like it's hard I can get like vast goals but not I already like already
0: have the next five years of our life
1: planned <laughs> this out, is so why I have don't worry about it Tyler because <laughs> got they, a they got it dialed down <laughs> yeah. but when I look at my year ahead I love having my vision board for my goals because I don't really have to like flip back even though I love paper you don't have to flip back into a notebook and like look at those goals or something it's just like I wake up every morning roll out of bed and I look at this board and I see visually The goals I wanted to accomplish this year, and as I look at it now, we're sitting in November. um, Basically, um, I can look and be like, "Oh, I've I've done that," and you don't even notice sometimes. But right, you can like look and be like, "Oh, I've done that." Well, maybe I should put more focus on this or Mm -hmm. things like that. So, I mean, one more, yeah. Talking about making goals, I think they're super important, and that's the tool that I use to make my goals for sure.
0: Yeah, I have the inside wall of my closet plastered in just like motivational stuff, like not necessarily my goals, but I think I might jump on the vision board bandwagon with you this year. We could do like an arts and crafts glitter night. (laughs) We sound so freaking lame. (laughs) Yeah, Um, no, it just I yeah I have laid out my goals and. More ways than i can count i have done this for as long as i can remember i write down goals like crazy and i don't know that i necessarily have the recipe for me as far as just like the right way to set them out for the year and i mean when i was in a sales role it was easy to just set my sales goals like per
1: quarter per quarter
0: and like they were set through the company as well so like there was a reasoning behind why these numbers were what they were and so those were really easy for me to just focus on and then go out and hit them but now that I live in this beautiful creative flow of like what my life is, (laughs) like I just honestly, I have all these big dreams and big goals that I just, you know, slowly but surely they're starting to come to fruition and we have bigger and better conversations every single day. And so it's just like, it's hard for me to sit down and really set an accurate goal at the moment as far as like what we're going to do. But I'm getting there, you know, and I feel like we're going to just... you should have a dream book a dream book. so i
1: got like years ago uh tyler these like black coiled notebooks that are just like blank white pages inside he likes to draw i might get you a lined one because i know you like to write versus Mm -hmm. drawing um but anyway he will like just draw out these like random like ideas he gets in the middle of the night or in the middle of the day so I have all these black coil books in my house. Of just like you flip through them, they're actually hilarious. Some of them, you're I like, "Believe it!" Like, what is yeah. that? Like, how? One time he was gonna like heat our house with our own poop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? I'm what? not even really <laughs> right? surprised, right? So on. it's just like some of these like crazy ideas. But then you come across them and you're like, whoa. But I think, like, that would be beneficial for you. Just, like, so you could just, like, constantly jot, constantly jot. Oh,
0: but honestly, the amount of what I'm pretty positive are brilliant ideas I've had in my lifetime that have just, like, flittered away because I didn't write them Mm -hmm. down is just startling to me. Yeah, I know. Next gift. (laughs) Well, that's, you know, the biggest lie I tell myself is that I don't need to write that down. I'll remember it later, and that's (laughs) not even remotely the case. No, I have to write. Even
1: when I studied in college, that was my... Go to. I would rewrite everything. I'd like re my textbooks to memorize right. them. But yeah, for sure. Writing is big. Yeah. yeah. And this one may get you. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, okay, so back on to our conversation though. So we're talking about goals and
0: setting them. Are we done talking about that now? Or I mean, do you, want, do you have anything to add to it? I mean, I could talk about goals for a whole day if I really wanted to yeah. but um for in the interest of this podcast yeah we should probably carry on yeah okay because Sounds we promised great. them the skill sets yeah that's true women and you got okay. like two pages of notes here so. i do we've
1: passed we've kind of touched on like most of them one we haven't touched on and huh i'll get into we'll get in our business hats you know <laughs> <laughs> it's financial literacy Ooh, um, good which is so huge across yeah. life so huge and i get actually like I, i'll get into a debate with anybody who like doesn't agree that they should put that in the school curriculum Mm -hmm. is like financial planning Mm -hmm. before they're in grade 12 Mm -hmm. or in grade 12. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, they should know this is huge. This is part of life. Right. Um, especially for kids who are like about to be 18 and get handed a credit card by their bank and be like, here you go. Um, (laughs) they don't teach it at
0: all in schools. Like not that I'm aware of. So please
1: correct me if I'm wrong. I don't have a kid in high school, but the last time I looked into it, they didn't. Mm. So, but I, I could be wrong. Maybe it's, tied in with like common sex ed <laughs> but financial planning don't have children because this is why <laughs> oh gosh here's yeah. how you save all your money i actually read uh it costs about half a million dollars to raise a kid to 18 wow in our economy right now so we're each in a million right now crazy <laughs> and that's not even post-secondary like helping them. That's just, still That's just to raise them. But wow. anyway, so financial literacy, I think it's really important. And here's why I'll go into a few aspects of it. If you own a business, um, you probably if you don't have a business background or um, an accounting background, you probably have people do that for you, which is perfect highly suggest it. But when you go into big meetings, you should at least have a general knowledge of like your balance sheet, your income statement, and things like that, because you are going to be asked those questions. When you go into a financial institution asking for money or loans, they are going to ask you those questions. And if you're like, um, oh, sorry, I should have brought my accountant. And like, you're looking like deer in headlights. <laughs> yeah. They're not going to give you money. So you need to really, even if you don't understand, take that time and go sit with your accountant or your CFO or whoever it is in your company and be like, "Hey, give me the rundown. Like, give me the accounting for dummies, <laughs> like rundown right. of what this looks like. And so you can go in and at least know what they're talking about when they're having the conversations. And you can add some points or just be in the conversation. Um, and then, so that's just owning a business, but then to go into it just as a person, as your own business, um, it's huge. Like, I mean, it's everything. Well, you just,
0: honestly, you have to know your numbers Mm -hmm. at all times. And it's just so important to stay up to date on where your money's going, what it's doing for you, what you're doing to bring in money. And it just. And, and how you can make smart decisions with your money. Mm. And so I highly believe that everybody should have a financial advisor and everybody should be taking charge of their finances in such a way that ensures the health and wellness. So here's like a good way to think of it
1: is the most valuable thing in life is not money. It's time, mm. but we get paid for our time, right? So it, you know, like money is the currency for time. Mm-hmm that's it so every time you buy something instead of being like it's five dollars being like how much of time is that to earn that you know like that is actually where the currency is coming because that's you know at the end of the day so when you're taking care of your financial plan you're taking care of your time in the future right that's absolutely the goal right so obviously we're I and we're in our 30s so if you were to ask most people in their 30s it, you know could you would you like to be retired by 65 70 you know that's the average age I think I'm sure I think people are shooting for 50, younger okay college. but right yeah. okay but anyway yeah. so let's say whatever age it is we all hope to do that but if we're not planning right now to do that we're not we're never going to get there um and then if you can you know go deeper if you want to leave things for your children or things like that you know you you really have to start planning and the world's just getting more expensive so I think that really having like
0: a dialed-in plan is huge and knowing where you spend your money I think people underestimate their ability to plan for unforeseen circumstances and I mean I had this talk for eight years when I was a financial advisor and we spoke about how you plan for the unexpected yeah. because you can't insure the vehicle after it's already been in a wreck. <laughs> oh, you yeah. know what I mean? It's You can't go backwards. You don't get that time back, yeah. that precious time back. And so one of the smartest things you can do is to protect yourself and to set up your plan and to have that those investments and that retirement fund and those insurance policies and those hard conversations they so fun. that... They do suck, but you're yeah. alive and you're healthy and you're here today, and yeah. you can plan out everything. You can plan your funeral. You can plan where all and your life so insurance important. proceeds I mean, when go. Really like, go deep into it. Oh, especially so if
1: you have kids, it's so important. Absolutely. Like, oh, I don't even. I was pregnant with my first at 24, and I remember sitting with who our broker was at the time for life insurance, and Tyler's face was like, "Like, we're gonna spend that much on insurance," and he's not a huge insurance fan. Um, but that's what exactly what Lindsay said is like, we don't need it now, but when you need it, you need it. Yeah. And unfortunately, if you don't have it, when you need it, you can't get it. Yeah. So then you're screwed. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I think that, yeah, having those plans, having a will in place, is just, I I get it. They're crummy things, but it's just having these things in place that are going to set you up for success. So Lindsay and I even talked about it. Um, kind of like doing a business prenup, <laughs> right? So we did. We had these weird, awkward conversations before we even dove into business together of being like, okay, what about this? Mm-hmm. What about this? Mm-hmm. What about this? Well, we don't ever think those things are going to happen, and it's not like we anticipate them to, but we have to have a plan so that if and those things ever do happen, it's going to go a
0: lot more seamlessly than it would had we not had a plan well there are conversations that future us will be so grateful that we already had because we just don't know what the future looks like or what each day is going to bring and so it's just the it it really is the smart thing to do to think forward to plan for the future to plan for the unexpected to save for a rainy day to ensure that you're setting yourself up so that if something happens in life you're in a position to be able to deal with it yeah i um i know each couple is probably always
1: different um but i do believe in having like a threshold amount if you can in your bank account that you don't and that's like for each person or relationship to decide together of course um but i I think that you should always do your best to never let it drop below that amount and that amount would be like enough for like an emergency Mm -hmm. like we got to go or like are your dog needs surgery or someone your water tank blows, right so you just, yeah you have to like at least have a couple of thousand dollars you know to set aside to help you in those because those situations are going to be a lot easier to go through you'll still have to be resilient but mm-hmm. they'll be a lot easier to go through if you've planned not for that event but just plan for something shitty
0: <laughs> well for sure <laughs> or just you
1: know and if you don't use it, you get a nice trip to Mexico. <laughs> there you, <laughs> you know, go. Like, you, But you just the,
0: the more you know about how to manage your money and where it goes and, and what what certain things mean in the f- world of financial literacy, like it's just the better off that you are, well, and the more successful you will be with your money. You had Kari,
1: right, and Derek yes. speak at Shameless. Yeah. And like sit with, if you don't have the knowledge, go sit with someone in that avenue and they'll talk to you about tax free savings accounts like oh, things that sure. are so that's easy what they're there for. like that like you really don't even have to do anything with you just put some money in there and and you watch it grow and so there's so many tools it doesn't have to be hard it doesn't have to be like stock investments it doesn't have to be but you do need to set yourself up so that's that's that conversation but um the last note <laughs> What's the Ready last for it. No, I'm Emotional intelligence.
0: Oh, Ouch. good one. Yeah, I think that that is a <laughs> critical component for ambitious women, and you won't really get very far, I don't think, without it.
1: So... No, I think there is a time to be raw and emotional. Yep, yeah. for sure. But there is a time to suck that shit up and save your moment for later, and just like really know you have to read the room. You you do and. Yeah, Yeah, so (laughs) the funny
0: thing is, is I love that you brought this up because, you know, I have had so many experiences with clients and people and um, just in different partnerships and collaborations over the years. And there was this one time where I was in a tough spot with a client. The conversation wasn't going where I needed it to go or where I wanted it to go so that it would feel positive. And, you know, essentially he laid the hammer down laid the hammer down and I sat there in that moment and as much as I wanted to get defensive and I could feel my cheeks getting flushed and- feathers
1: are peacocky. Yeah, exactly.
0: Instantly, I just want to snap back because I'm a strong, independent woman. And, um, but I- Hear me roar. It really, it took my emotional intelligence in that moment and I was so happy that it just took over and it allowed me to um, take a breath, to yeah. sit there, to take myself out of the conversation and try and decipher what this was really all about. And, and usually it's the other person. Honestly, yeah, exactly. And it yeah. just like, you know, as you said, emotional intelligence, I just started thinking about like all the times that I had to really display that. And by giving that to my client in that moment, it really just strengthened our relationship mm-hmm. because the client felt seen, they felt heard, They, I was listening, I was... Actively figuring out a strategy to get into problem you solving. are being proactive,
1: not reactive.
0: That's right, and that's simply carry that slogan with you. It's just
1: you can cry later,
0: like in in those moments. Like I
1: am such a crier, and I believe in crying. Don't get me wrong. Um, I come to a yoga class. <laughs> no, but no. Um, you can you can cry in your car. You can cry when you walk away. Um, but you don't try your best
0: never to to like or get the anger get the best of you nope. just exactly you don't yeah. need to react in that moment you don't just take a breath yeah. and honestly I just and you'll be looked at as a much higher person if you're able to like really take yourself out of the moment and just take it receive yeah. it and honestly you don't have to say very much but just the ability to maintain your composure in the moment not only makes you feel stronger as mm-hmm. a woman but it demonstrates your ability to separate your emotions from what's really happening. And I think that that just ensures just efficiency in business. It is a level of respect so that you're not creating something that it isn't. You know what I mean? When we react
1: um, emotionally to something, it usually doesn't go the greatest in a business setting. And I know we're running out of time, so I'll, I'll do really quick. And I can share this story because I know they, they won't care. Um, but it's emotional just seen. And I was so thankful at the time to have two really wonderful bosses walk me through this. Um, but it was yoga related. I was working in Red Deer. I had the two greatest bosses there. And I was trying to venture on yoga on my own. And um, there was miscommunication between both of us. And, um, they confronted me about it in like such a kind way, but I got super defensive and then I started crying and then I got emotional and then the conversation got heated. And I remember the, my one of the boss, so it was getting heated between the two of us. And the third one stepped into the conversation and she said, all right, girls, do you have anything else to say? Justine, do you have anything else to say? And I was like, no. And then she asked the other boss if she had anything else to say and she said, no, she says, all right, we're going to have a conversation tomorrow, 24 hours. Don't talk to each other until they hung up the phone. And so I was so grateful for them in that moment. Obviously, they're yogis, so they do have that ability to kind of remove themselves. Um, But it wasn't going in a good conversation. It wasn't going in a good place. And then we sat with it for 24 hours. We let the emotions die down, and we had a wonderful conversation and figured out what the problem was, and it was happy hunky-dory.
0: So it's super important. That 24-hour rule makes all the difference. It to sleep on it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> man, girlfriends, if we impart one piece of wisdom on sleep this on piece it. of podcast, on this episode, is to sleep on it. Take 24 hours before yeah. you respond to Always. anything that feels like an emotionally driven, um, driven response or decision. Like I will wholeheartedly admit that the only decisions I really regret in life are the ones that I made based on my emotions instead of being able to look at them from... Yeah. More of a black and white perspective. My grandma always used to tell me to write the person a letter and then
1: rip it up. oh Like, you know, like, if you're really that angry about something, like, write them a letter and get all that crap out and mm-hmm. then rip it up and it's gone. Like, you know, you got it out. And mm-hmm. then sleep on it and have a conversation the next day. Yeah,
0: yeah, and I mean, sometimes things just take longer or you don't resolve it in 24 hours or, like, obviously things don't just happen it's where it's not a magic number. It's not it a magic number, but it's just in the sense of protecting it. yourself and being able to say things clearly and the the way that you want to say them. Well, and how many times like we can all be there. You would probably be lying if you
1: haven't admit to it. But like we've all been there. We've all said something in the heat of the moment that we're like, "Oh, for oh, sure." Or it comes across the wrong way, the wrong tone, just anything. So it's if you can really just take time to sit with it, it usually isn't a big deal Mm -hmm. after you've sat with it. Or that person might even come back to you and like, okay, I was having a really crappy day. I sorry, I'm so sorry, like that happened, and you didn't do anything. So you Mm -hmm. can be like, all good. Yeah, you know, like so, just chill. Just, just just chill just, babe. Try, just try yeah chill girlfriend chill girlfriend um uh, are you ready for the quote I'm ready. okay for so the quote. it's on my phone so bear with me I'm pulling up my phone here but um so this quote is one of my favorite quotes I feel like it kind of ties into today but it really ties into someone being ambitious now this quote says man <laughs> and I'm not going to change it woman because it's, it's not an icon Whoa, it's it's a, right it's an iconic <laughs> quote so I will not change it but please obviously put woman in there (laughs) all right it is not the critic who counts not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better the credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena whose face is marred by dust sweat and blood who strives valiantly who errs who comes short again and again who spends himself in a worthy cause who at best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly. So that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who never know victory nor defeat. Oh, wow. So that was by Theodore Roosevelt. Um, also, Brene Brown talks about it a lot in her book. That's where she got daring greatly. Yeah. her book from. Um, I was picturing
0: a gladiator. Me too. Okay. So, but yeah. I guess
1: what I take away from that quote is don't take judgments from people who aren't in the arena with you.
0: Like I just want to pick up this mic and <laughs> drop it. That's it. <laughs> That's because it. they're not—they're not, yeah.
1: not in the arena with you. That's they're right. They're not doing the same battles. They're not—they're not down in the dirt. Um, they're outsiders looking in, and so they don't have they don't get an opinion in in your battle if they're not in the arena with you. So just remember that.
0: Always. That's your skill set takeaway, get in the arena, girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Get yeah, get
1: dirty. Get dirty.
0: <laughs> and have a great week. Yes. Yeah. See ya.